is an Odyssey original. This is the War in Ukraine Daily. I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. Today, Russia's offensive in eastern Ukraine making slow and steady progress. Troops are getting closer to fully taking over a key strategic city that might enable the Russians to control the Donbass region. That's the industrial heartland of the country. Hope not lost for Ukraine, but is Russia bolstered by decreasing focus on Ukraine by the West? Aaron David Miller, senior fellow at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace and a CNN Global Affairs analyst. I spoke with him along with my colleague Brian Ping. Aaron, do you think Russia gaining more control of the Donbass, earning a strategic victory, could reinvigorate the West, actually, to pay more attention here? An added sense of urgency? I don't know. You know, a lot of this is uh, it's, um, opaque, to, t- to tell you the truth. I mean, neither the Russians nor the Ukrainians have enough equipment or people you know, to carry out a sustained advance in in the Donbass. The Ukrainians were able to push the Russians back out of cities like Kharkiv, but that's now stalled. And the Russians are falling back on a, a familiar tactic, which is pulverizing um, the opposition uh, and urban areas and villages with long-range artillery. Uh, so I don't, I don't think the Russians have the capacity um, basically to um, assert their control over the entire Donbass region. This, this conflict is going to come down to the following. The side that wins is not the side that has a victory in this battle or not. Uh, Severodonetsk, for example, the city over which they're, the two sides are fighting not. The side who's going to win is the one who can outlast the other politically, and with enough material and man and woman power over the long run. And this is going to be a slog both for, both for Russia and Ukraine. Even with the assistance of the West, Ukraine is still going to have major difficulties in trying to sustain its uh, confrontation with Russia. It's a smaller country, maybe the second largest country in Europe. In Europe. It's, not, it's not Russia. And Russia is going to have uh, increasing difficulties with morale and logistic difficulties with their own military forces. So I imagine a lot of a lot of what we're what we're seeing in in Donbass, you're right, are incremental Russian gains, I think with the inability to follow up in any in any clear strategic manner. So then it's going to take sustained support from the West. Do you think that that the countries are losing interest slowly? Can can we keep that up? Well, you know, it is interesting. Nothing in America they say lasts for more than 15 minutes. And I tell you, I see, I see a lot more Ukrainian flags still than American flags. Um, I think that, that, that the prospects for Ukraine turning into a money pit, uh, particularly uh, in the run-up to the midterms, I don't know how many additional $40 billion packages, not just arms packages, it takes $5 billion a month to sustain the Ukrainian government with financial and economic assistance. I don't know how much patience... Um, public opinion will have for Ukraine. Right now, it's still pretty high. And Putin, frankly, has created what no American politician could, a fleeting moment of bipartisanship where you have these aid assistance packages basically sailed through Congress. You had 50-some Republicans uh, object to the last one. But as you get to the midterms, it seems to me the um, far right of the Republican Party and maybe even some progressive Democrats will become a little less happy uh, particularly given the prospects of the recession here, of pouring a lot of money into Ukraine uh, without seemingly much uh, much in the way of, uh, of returns. 
There's growing criticism of Ukraine that while it is touting its victories, it is staying pretty silent on its defeats, and it's not really uh, you know, letting some people that are you know, investing into it, like the United States, really know the whole picture of what's going on. Of course, this uh, damages uh, U.S. interests, but you also didn't think it would have to hurt Ukraine in the long run as well. No, it, it is true. I think there's a certain opacity. We're not hearing much about Ukrainian casualties, a lot about Russian casualties through the Ukrainian ministry, various Ukrainian ministries, but not much about, and you can understand why. I think Ukraine's losses, both its economic losses and its losses of manpower and the, and the extent of the destruction, uh, is still not fully known. And it would not surprise me of the 250,000 um, uh, military forces in the, that comprise the Ukrainian military, that their losses have been roughly 10 that could be anywhere up to 25,000. Um, and, and and those are just killed, not counting wounded. The Russians' have, uh, casualties are substantially more than that. We've heard reports 35 to 40,000. Um, but uh, I, I think you're right. I mean, you can't have, in this sort of relationship, uh, intelligence shared in, uh, you know, as, as a, one, a one-way street. And that raises the whole question of how this ends. And at what point does the United States have a sort of heart-to-heart talk with Vladimir Zelensky about what he what he feels is the uh, is the end game here? Putin is not interested in negotiating. That's the real problem. And I think um, Tolstoy said it better than anyone: uh, the two strongest warriors are time and patience. And I think that the side that has m- more of time and patience is the one that in the end may well will out. Aaron David Miller, Senior Fellow, the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, CNN Global Affairs Analyst. Ukraine's National Police Chief says officials are investigating the killings of 12,000 Ukrainians nationwide in the war since the Russian invasion began in February. Authorities in Kiev showing reporters several victims whose hands have been tied behind their backs, some of them found in a green Ukrainian forest. Birds were singing. Workers in white hazmat suits conducted an exhumation of a mass grave behind a trench for a military vehicle. Russian military also claiming it's destroyed weapons that the U.S. and Europe had supplied to Ukraine. No immediate comments on that from Ukrainian officials. This is an Odyssey original. Find us and others on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. 